This is Top Dogs and Their Humans, and I am Susie Cox. In the 90s, I was Vogue from the hit TV show Gladiators, but these days I'm a presenter, mum of teens, and very proud dog owner. And you know what I've noticed about other dog owners? They love to talk. You'll meet someone walking the dog and they'll tell you their entire life story because they love their dog so much. So on this podcast, I'm snuggling up to some amazing pooches to find out what makes these canines and their owners tick. I'm going to be asking why their dogs are so important to them and who's really top dog. For this episode, I'm joined by the fabulous Karina Howie. Karina is mum of two humans and two dogs, as well as being a fashion and lifestyle vlogger who is passionate about animal welfare and sustainable fashion. After finding herself spending more and more time at home, Karina started to grow a very receptive online community to share her daily life and views, as well as some amazing outfits. She looks ridiculously fabulous, always, even in her PJs and no makeup, but still maintains a grip on keeping it real and being authentic. Her pooches, Agnes the Boston Terrier and Peggy Peepants, the miniature pincher, have become celebs in their own right on her feed. So are they top dog? Welcome, Karina, to the Top Dogs and Their Humans podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Susie. I'm so excited to talk about my lovely pooches. Um, Can you please say your opening line that you say on all of your videos for me? I always say, hello, you lovely lot. I hope you're really well. That's brilliant. It's literally like one of those like quiz show, game show sort of iconic sort of sayings that you say every single time and I think it's just brilliant it's genius it makes everybody feel part of your little video and your chats I say that when I walk in the house though Susie well actually I I say that or hey kids so sometimes I say hey kids uh, on my Instagram too hey kids but I say that when I walk in the door hey kids or Hello, you lovely lot when I walk in the door. And nobody, nobody acknowledges me when I walk in my own home. Everyone of just course. completely ignores me. They completely <laughs> ignore me. No, no one cares. It's hilarious. No, it's, no exactly. one cares. But that's exactly what happens in my house too. I tell you who does say hello though, I bet. Your dogs. lovely, lovely dogs. Dogs. Well, you can hear them from the bottom of the garden because they bark, friend or foe. They, they, they just bark with excitement. So there's the roo, 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 when I walk in. Hey, kids. Hello, you lovely lot. And hello, girls. When I walk in the door, they make a big fuss. No one else cares. Exactly. So obviously, we're here to talk about you, Karina. But more importantly, obviously, we want to talk about your life with your lovely top dogs. Um, So let's start with who is the top dog in your house? Well, top dog in our house. I have to say, we don't really have a top dog in our house. I'm talking humans and dogs here. We don't really have... A top dog. We're really like a, this sounds really cheesy, but we're really like a team. This house is run like total team. We are team team. But when it comes to the girls, and I say the girls, which is the dogs, the girls, (laughs) I'd have to say that out of the two dogs, because they are their own mini pack, aren't they? Peggy Peepants is top dog in the pack. Now, Agnes, old lady Agnes is kind of in her 70s if she wasn't actually a, a human but she'd like to think she's top dog. But I'm afraid Peggy is the fit, strong, noisy, lithe teenager. So Peggy is now top dog amongst the girls. But they're quite even. They get on really, really well. The only problem we have is with food. Agnes okay. is, Go she's on. greedy. So if there's food around, 
That's the only time that Agnes will actually stand up for herself. And it literally happened yesterday, Susie. We were outside in the garden, we were eating and some crumbs were falling on the floor. Agnes doesn't care. Agnes is quite moody, quite sulky, always has been, likes her own space, very much a diva. You know, we are not worthy. You know, she chooses. <laughs> she chooses when when she wants to talk to us. Whereas Peggy's kind of, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. All constantly. Agnes is just very much more sort of, you know a bit of a moody, aloof kind of girl. When there's food around, that's it. She's very greedy. And she decided to challenge Peggy Peepants yesterday because there was food. And then uh, they were sort of... <laughs> they're funny because they're tiny and they don't really have any teeth. So they, they make lots of noise and it sounds a bit like a sort of washing machines kind of <laughs> going oh at each other. It sounds like you're describing oh. my house too because my <laughs> obviously my dogs are similar as in... I have an older, slightly older, he's not that old, he's only six, he's not like Agnes, but um, I did have previous to that an old Jack Russell um, and she lived till she was like nearly 18 um, and then obviously we overlapped with Yogi for a little bit and then he, he, you know, he's very aloof, he's very sort of just does his own thing, Mr Chill, just lie on the sofa for hours and then eventually he'll run and do a bit of sprinting but most of the time he'll just chill, he's like, a, yeah, he's a bit more like a teenager, just lie on the sofa all day and just sort of yeah. occasionally grunt at you or look at you whereas the yeah. other one, Miss Siggy, is like your Peggy, that's what, you know, makes me laugh so much because they're identical, um, you know, in personality, you know, they're sort of little dog like I really should have called Miss Siggy FOMO because she absolutely cannot bear to miss out on anything that's happening in the house, any what anyone's doing. You know, they're constantly in your face. You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You can imagine. I'd love to put voiceovers. I have to say to like dogs because I just think, I know. You know, what is going on in their heads? What are they actually trying to say to us? And this is why we love our dogs because even though Agnes is still, Agnes is just her her aloof self. But even then, she still comes to the door and gives you a big welcome. But I, dogs are kind of. Where have you been? What have you done? Who did you see? What did you do? When you've just been for a pee, you know, you've literally been in the loo and you come out of the loo and they're like, how was it? How was your day? How did it go? What happened? They want to know absolutely everything about you. They're but so... they have no perception of time, oh, isn't it? So no. that's what it is. <laughs> okay, so, so dogs obviously are very important to you right now. So how and when did dogs come to be part of your life? You know, the, Oh, you yeah. I've dogs? always been an animally person, if that's even a phrase, an animally person. But... <laughs> I, I love that. An I would animally per- say We've that always, word. When I was young, we had horses, cats, dogs, rabbits, all sorts. Of, so I, I actually don't remember a time when we really didn't have um, particularly dogs in our lives when I was growing up. And 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 then you, when you kind of move around a bit and you live in flats and apartments or whatever, then you tend to not have one. And then as soon as you kind of get into a more of a an established home, then that's for us anyway, for Scott and I was kind of the first thing we did was then get ourselves a dog. And then our first big boy was a Weimaraner. So he, he passed. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I had two of those. Dogs. <gasps> Lo- uh, lovely Cute. dogs. And he passed away um, a long time ago. So Agnes, bless her. Agnes was sort of spider's replacement, if you like. And Agnes is, is up there in the twelves now. So Spidey, um, he passed on years ago. And I, and I, I'm quite stressed at the moment because I don't exactly know where his ashes are because we had him cremated and oh, I no. think and he's usually under my bed or our bed you know he's usually under the bed we sort of know where spider is and at the moment I I said to Scott the other day I don't know where spider is I know where he is he's in the house somewhere but I and I said Scott I need to find him he's usually in a, in a special place like with photo albums or you know he, he's always oh, in a special yeah, yeah, place yeah, yeah. oh yeah he's Memory, always in yeah. a special place so I need to kind of find him so you're talking about Scott Scott is Scott's, your husband obviously yeah. he was um a 
Well, he's now retired, but he was originally he was. a goalkeeper. Yes, yeah. footballer. yes. He's from Glasgow, and that's our. And when we lived in, I mean, you couldn't have more of a contrast. Really, you've got this big Weimarana boy. He was a big boy spider, and that was when we lived up in Scotland. When we got him, we didn't have any children, and we used to do lots of walking. So you know, this. I mean, Weimaraners are a big dog. They're a gun dog. They need the walkies. Yeah. So we were up there and we just walked and walked him. We used to walk him all day at the weekends, you know, hungover or not, sit up in the hills. And he was, we laugh about him because he, dogs, particularly those kind of big, almost dogs that are bred to be working dogs, the, the more you walk them, the fitter they are, the more they demand. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then yeah, you kind 100%. of come back. You'd come exactly. back uh, from a, you know, walking. I mean, we're talking up hills, all sorts of things, kind of four hours, come back, get back into the house. And then sit down. And then, you know, a couple of hours later, he used to sit in front of the television. This is a classic dog thing, isn't it? You know, you're watching television and they go and sit in front yeah. of the television and look at you with the death stare. Like, you you need to take... Hello! I know, and we used to sit Hello. there like, like Spider. You know, and he used to, we, he used, we used to call him the Marine, you know. He'd be like, I need more. And we'd be like, we've been we've been over four hours with you and you have like a half an hour sleep. And suddenly he's like... Now what have you got for me? Yeah, what have Recharge, you got for ready me to now? Go. Yeah, so yeah, and when he yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it was lovely. Oh, bless, love exactly him. And then the after Spidey, when he passed on, we um, you know, I'm I'm a great believer in you know, I love animals. We always have animals in our life, but animals you need to have animal animals are for life. So you need to understand what your family needs are and have your animals match that. So. Next time we got a dog, we'd already had our son Solway, who's 19 now. So we we knew, and we both had businesses, so we knew that we needed a dog that uh, needed less walkies, la la la. So that's when we got Agnes, yeah. the Boston Boobies, Boston Terrier. That's when we kind of switched out. My husband, classic, was like, I don't want a small dog, I don't want a small dog. You know, <laughs> you get this you get this tiny lap <laughs> yeah, dog, yeah. and then they love it, don't they? They're cuddling them like a baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every time, God. every time. So we... We did the same, exactly, we did the same thing. We started with, you know, big gun, I'd had gun dogs previously yeah. in a previous life. And then obviously my, my hus- current, hu- current husband, should I say, <laughs> my current husband, no, my actual husband that I'm planning to stay with for a longer time than now, <laughs> if he behaves. Um, but we did the same thing. We started off looking at all the big, you know, gun dogs at breeds because he grew up with a pointer. I had Vimeran, you know, and so we went to all the sort of Vizzlers and all that type of dog because that's what we loved and that's what we knew. And because we didn't have kids at that point and you want to go out and you, you've got time and, you know, we were really active and sporty even more than we are now. So it seemed the obvious thing. We went around the houses and ended up back with a Jack Russell because friends of ours had a Jack Russell and we just loved it. And it is like a big dog in a small body and it was like a pocket dog but the big dog mentality, but in something much more manageable. And I think that's what, and then she was like, same as you, our first child, you know, before we had our kids. Yeah. She was our baby. Um, And so went everywhere and did everything. You know, she's done mountain biking, kayaking, she's been on a motorbike, you know, she's done everything. Because she was pocket dog. You just put her in a rucksack. (laughs) Love it. Off you go. You do everything. It's brilliant. Okay. So obviously dogs and animals are a massive part of your life. Oh, massive. We've got two guinea pigs Um, and a hamster as well, don't forget. So yes, we, yeah, we, yeah, always. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, life would be just, would be, you know, empty with, not completely empty, but almost empty without animals in it, as far as I'm concerned. And okay. So is there any part, obviously, I know, obviously your, your kids, you have one who's 19 and a daughter who's nine. And I know you've you know, you've talked openly on your Instagram site about, you know, you've adopted yep. her when she was three and that's lovely. It's an amazing story. But obviously she takes up a oh, lot yes. of your time and energy yep. to yes, care yes, for. Yes, yes, yes. How did the dogs, do the dogs help 
with her or hinder or is she I mean how does it work in a um, sort of absolutely life? help I'd say Peggy is a feisty character so gosh I don't know where to start well I do know where to start part of the reason we chose Peggy Peepant she's a minpin she is a feisty little character and we needed to choose a dog that could cope with the high noise level you know the chaos that we have in our house and it's not too chaotic but we have a lot mm-hmm. of noise and shouting and sort of explosive behavior so I really after doing all my sort of doggy research I really did fancy I do love a whippet I do love a whippet oh and and Boston yeah. you know Agnes the Boston boobies bless her I love Boston Terrier chose not to do another Boston Terrier because oh my gosh what a nature she's got the best nature Susie you know she's a lovely girl but they come with their health issues these Bostons you know they've got the nose bred off they've got the tail bred off so they have you know they have issues with breathing in the summer they can have back spinal issues so you know Aggie boobies she's been in and out of the vet quite a lot she's very healthy but you know she's been to Newmarket with um back problems and things you know there's a specialist um there's a specialist vet at Newmarket that has lots of posh kits to MRI dogs and stuff like that so as much as the nature of this girl was heavenly we just thought no you know and as my vet says I like my dogs to have a nose and a tail and my vet always says that you know these they don't have they're not compromised with that breeding, if you like. So that's why we went for Peggy Pea Pants, and we went for a breed that could cope. Whippets, as much as I'd love a whippet, most whippets tend to be quite quite meek, quite mild. Yeah. Yeah, and, nervous. You know, yeah. And again, nervous, you know, got to get the dog to fit the family. You've got to get the dog to fit your lifestyle. So we thought we need, a, we need a small dog. We need a dog that's quite a tough little character. And then you're into, as you say, your Jack Russells, your Min Pins, those kind of dogs. So that's yeah. why we went for our, our Mini Pinny. So we've got, a, we've got this tough little dog um, and she can handle it. She can cope with it. And the two dogs together are wonderful. So Mini Pinny, you can have this explosive stuff. Mini Pinny is like, yeah, whatever. And Agnes is more kind of mere hearted. And we call her Nurse Agnes because she like she likes Aww. to go and nurse everyone. Now, this is really, this is lovely. So we adopt... Oh, she like the is. Nanny dog she is. We Pan. we all call her nurse. Our daughter. We all call her nurse Agnes. If anyone's ill, she likes to cuddle them. But also, this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, um, our daughter has been in our family now for eight years, and Agnes always put her to bed with me. Mostly me. It's mostly been me. You often have sort of one key attachment with children. Um, and we're very, very even. But it's often, and that you know, that's with birth child, bio child, adoption, whatever. You often have one who just tends to be the key one because someone else is at work or whatever, you know. And often with Scott and I, Scott would be doing foot, footy with our son because we had this big age gap. So, um, and and Nurse Agnes would would put our daughter to bed. So we'd do our whole ritual and leave. And then Nurse Agnes would stay with her until she was asleep. And then when she was asleep, a couple of hours later, Nurse Agnes would toddle back. She'd come down, come into the kitchen, and then come and join us. Like, my work is done, you know? Oh, what a, oh, yeah, what a lovely girl. Her. She's, That's yeah. So you need to get her a little uh, She is uniform. such an, and if you, you know, and I love my dogs. That's what, that's what I, <laughs> I use them for. That sounds awful. But if I'm ever you know, ill, if any of us are ever ill, just a hangover, a headache, tired, I always reach for the dog. And they've, you know, poor things, they could be curled up quite happily on their beanbag or something. It's like, nope, you're coming with me. And I pick them up. <laughs> well, it's like therapy dogs, isn't it? You know, they're, they're a, a yeah. part of the family, but they have their sort of yes. role within the family. You know, there's yeah. a whole family dynamic 
you know, whether yep. it's mom, dad, kids, whatever, grandparents, whatever yep. in, a, in a family. And I, like you, see the dogs as part of, 100% oh, part of the family. So I was going to say, that obviously there's, you know, there's times, you know, can you can you describe a time, you've pretty much done it really, saying that, you know, she, with Agnes yes. being your nurse, of, you know, when you are having a really stressful day, everything's going to poo, um, you know, the dogs, you come in, the dogs oh, are always are. pleased to see you you know 99.9 percent you know of, and also being able to come and help you and yep. look after you and just calm you so i know when i'm having a really stressful day it's the dogs i'll go and have a cuddle with because they just they do take whatever they don't judge you they don't have an opinion yep. particularly you know and they just take it yeah and they don't the talk either because sometimes i am a bit of a talker you are too aren't you we you are a talk. No, we are a talk. No, we're the, we're the talking types. <laughs> That's why we do we're the jobs we do. We do like the sound of our own voices. We talk a lot, but sometimes you actually, I think, when you do talk a lot and you go out, and I've always talked a lot. I've been in sales, whatever I've ever done. Then you do like to go home and just ah, and you know your dog gives that to you. But you know, my daughter goes to a special needs school or a complex needs school. And they have therapy dogs, very common. They have therapy dogs at all of these schools. They have them at lots of regular schools now, actually, and colleges. Because, you know, if these kiddies, they're a bit, they're a bit anxious, they need, to, you know, something to help them with, with their regulation or whatever, you just go out, you take the therapy dog for a walk around, you give them a hug. You know, it just grounds you, it reconnects you, and then it changes the whole space, it changes the atmosphere. So, you know, we, you know, dogs, we, they love us dearly and we love them, but we, we use them, but hey, they use us. I mean, you know, when they're, when they're cold, what, what do they do? The first yeah, thing they do when they're cold is jump on your lap and curl up on your knee to get warm or try and get in your bed. But yeah, yeah. So who, who makes the rules in your house for the dogs? Um, when the dogs come in, obviously when you first got them, are you, do you make the rules or you do break the rules? Or who, who makes rules Ooh. in your house for the dogs? Well, are there we any had rules? proper rules with Spider because he was a proper gun dog and he did proper boundaries and proper rules. It's really difficult when you have these sort of little lap dogs because they tend to be like cats, don't they? They, they you know, Spider wasn't yeah. allowed on the furniture. He wasn't allowed on the beds. That was that. Partly because actually he didn't even want him on the bed because he'd been, you know, half an hour early. He'd seen him sort of trying to eat a dead rabbit or something disgusting. And you just think, I don't want you in my bedroom, you filthy hound, you know, with all his mud everywhere, you know. Whereas these little dogs, they're almost like cats. So... They they break, you know, they bend the rules. But what we've always done with, with our dogs is we've always crate trained them. We've used crates to, to potty train them. And it's very easy for Scott yeah. and I because we're always at home. So there's no going out for six hours at a time or whatever. So it's been very easy for us to, oh. Well, that helps, oh, doesn't it? Yes. I think like you're talking yes. about the consistency. Yes. And like you said, yes. you worked as a team. So generally there's always one person yes. who's seen as the yes. top dog yes. by the dogs. But I, yep. we're similar to you. We're in a very sort of similar yeah. situation, I think. And the, the crate training, I, I really, I, it's worked for us anyway. We've done it. This is the third time we've done it. And I think it's, first of all, if it's done properly, it's their safe space. They love their crate. So Agnes hasn't been in a crate for years now. She's old, old bird. She can go where she wants. She mooches about. And we, and particularly when we got new Peggy Pea Pants, we thought, you know, bless Agnes. She's been top dog for a long time. Let's give her some privileges. And then, she, you know, even though she can't keep up with Peggy, she can kind of, you know, give Peggy the evils when Peggy's kenneled up. And then, and then Agnes can look very smug when she can sleep on. Swanning yeah, past going, hey. yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, see you in the morning. Yeah, yeah you get in your yeah. cage. So, um, so Peggy still goes in. Um, 
And I love it because I think when they're young, they're safe. They can't chew anything. They can't chew an electric cable. They can't accidentally, can't do anything. And they're safe in there. So, so how old is Peggy? Two. So she doesn't go in a, in her crate during the day. Oh, if we go out during the day, she's got the run of the house, but she no. still goes in the crate at night. She loves yeah. it. You say, kennel up. I mean, it's the only, really the only real thing we've done with her training wise kennel up she jumps in because she wants the treat she curls up in there it's her bed she loves it and then i don't know if you've ever seen on my instagram i sort of del- every morning i deliver yep. the baby i was going to say i <laughs> yeah. want the ritual so she the ritual. You open the cage, she lays on her back tickle the tummy and they sort of deliver the baby and then if it's the weekend they all go out in the garden and have a go to the loo and have a pee or whatever and if it's a weekend scott and i sometimes jump back in bed and then the girls can come on the bed or whatever and have a cuddle but peggy sleep that's her little ritual it keeps her safe and i i have to say i say to scott i think it's the the only time we exercise dominance over this miniature pincer is when she goes into this crate at night so yeah but do you know what they actually i think yep. really like it so my you know jack russell's small dogs are, are bred yes. for like you know ratting and yep. going down holes and being in cozy little spaces they love it they'll duvet dive you know yep. any opportunity um and my previous jack russell exactly the same she loved being in the crate and this yep. you know, ziggy we don't lock it. Don't she it. just goes in it. She just goes in it. You go off, you go off to bed, and she just goes and gets. And that's her bedroom. That's her bed. That's her safe space. That's her little ritual on her own little yes. independent area. You know, away from Yogi. And you know, he he has, he lies on the sofa in the kids' room or on his bed because um, he's so long. He's got really long, gangly <laughs> sort of legs. Being a cross Saluki lurcher oh. and a greyhound with a bit of something oh. else, I'm sure, in him. So he's enormous. I mean, they are so completely polar opposite. But yeah, exactly. I think the little dogs really do yeah. like that sort yes. of secure. Yeah, and it's space. it's our preconception um, of it as well, Susie. It's because they're a crate. They look like a cage. So that's that's because a, yeah. a lot of people have said to me on Instagram, oh, you know, she's in a in a cage, and I always message and say, oh, it's a crate crate training, da 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 da. But it's just because we have this sort of thing with with dogs in cages, rightly so, you know, with animals in cages. But if but. Yeah, yeah, when by the time it's got a blanket on the top of it and it's all cozy. Oh, oh my yeah. god, can you imagine? It's like a it's like a five star hotel <laughs> bedroom, isn't it? I really, know. it's not a crate I at know. all. The way they and I've seen treated. really posh ones that people have. Have you seen them? They're like you can have them as like bedside tables. Oh. These wooden cabinets. Have you seen them? Or yeah. like a chaise long yeah. type of yes. dog bed as well. Oh my god, yeah. you literally could spend. There's the thing with yeah. the little dogs, you can really go a bit you mad, can. can't you, with yeah. all the accessories? So, obviously, fashion is a big part of your life as well. Have you bought Peggy any outfits? I haven't, you know, I always do, I do a bit of a Christmas thing, I do a bit of a dressy uppy Christmas thing, but actually, neither of my little dogs like it they don't like it they sort of they're a bit can you get it off me and you can sense it some dogs you see them they just yes. love it don't they yeah. funnily enough our big boy spider the varmer yeah. on her he loved to dress up he used to just sit there yeah he loved it. i used to put he? my clothes on him he was so huge i'd put i'd put my jumper oh my on him God. put a jumper on my hat my scarf and take a photo of me he loved he just loved that whereas these two don't really like it but they do have proper proper clothes because they get cold in the winter they need proper clothes <laughs> So being a very, very experienced dog animal owner, um, what top three pieces of advice do you have or could you give for people who actually, talking of that, during lockdown, I, and I'm sure you have seen, is a massive abundance of people getting new puppies. Yes, 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 yes. Everywhere. And it worries me a bit that when we come out of this, whenever that may be, that there's going to be a lot of dogs not having people at home all the time looking after them, which they've had and been used to. I'm a little bit concerned about that. So 
in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you know, you and I both had dogs for a long time and understand the process of having yeah. a dog and looking after a dog. And yes, there are amazing businesses and amazing people out there who can help, but at a cost, obviously, of of advice for people who have either just got a dog or thinking about getting a well, dog. What would you as think you say? You know that 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 classic, uh, you know, analogy. It's so true, isn't it? Dogs for life, you know. And and I think the key thing about getting a dog is make sure that you you can have this dog for the whole lifetime of that dog and it fits your life and your family and your lifestyle. That's got to be number, number one, that it fits into your routines, your time at home. Can you commit to this dog forever? That's got to be the the number one thing. And then the second thing I would do or advise is if you can, um, you know, adopt a dog, you know, adopt, don't shop is one of the messages from one of the charities and rehome, um, and, you know, a lovely dog if you can. She says, I haven't actually taken on, um, I haven't taken on a rescue dog or a rehomed dog. Our guinea pigs are, but I haven't done it with a dog. And really interestingly, it's, it's more difficult when you want a small dog and you have children. You know, when you have children, it ticks, you know, it eliminates some um, issues, doesn't it, that you can't have one. And also, not, you know, there's a lot of big dogs that need to be run. But when you, you know, narrow your criteria down to we need a small dog, um, that hasn't worked for us. And also, you know, really interestingly, when we, when we um, bought Agnes... The Boston Boobies, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, something like that, um, 12, something like that, we were going through the whole adoption process to adopt our adopt a child. And actually, when you're going through the whole adoption process, we went, we said we're going to get another dog, and this time we're going to rehome a dog. And actually, um, the adoption services aren't keen on that. Yeah, because, and I, I understand no, that. No, yeah. I was about to say, it's very, I yeah. mean, even without that, you know, you're adopting, yes. and obviously yes. she has some yeah. needs that are yes. more highly yep. sought after than, you know, than just, you know, the children that you do know, you don't know. And obviously yes. she's extremely young as well. So you don't know what other issues are going to come in later yep. on in life for her. Um, and 100%, yep. like both of mine are rescues, but the, the Yogi, the big one, he'd been with a, a foster family for six months who had two children, other dogs, and he was more settled. And we brought him up and he spent like the weekend with us with our other dog to make sure he got on with the other dog everybody was happy all that sort of thing yeah. so no I completely get it and like you say you want you'd love people to look at that option and if it is possible yeah. for them yeah go with that if option, not but, yeah know, we can't not, do that it yeah. doesn't work for everyone you know you because you if you take on that okay. dog you've got to also accept that you take you're rehabbing that dog you're undoing some damage some wiring so yeah. you know but if you're not yeah. going to do that and if you're going to do what I did the last two times I've done it um is buy a dog from a breeder um, just do your research on that breeder. Oh my gosh! So do your dog research yeah. on the breed that will suit your family and your lifestyle, and or not your yeah. family it might just be you on your own and you want a dog. But make sure you get the right breed. But do yeah, your yeah. research on the breeder. You want to see you want to see old puppies, old litters. You want to see that mum with the puppies. You want to go round their house and you see pictures all on the walls of them with the dogs, and you need to see all of that. And you you know a breed. You know when that's a, a kind of an authentic breeder. When you go to the house, you. You see the dog you know you see all the puppy and they get the albums out of all the old dogs and they've, they've yeah. always got you know all, the breeders <laughs> have always got that breed on all their birthday cards and their clothes and everything you know <laughs> miniature pincer breeders have always got yeah, jumpers yeah. with miniature pincers on them you know so that's what i would say make sure it suits your family and it, it's a long-term commitment and also 
finally, what you get what you get as well. So Peggy Mini Pinny, Peggy Pea Pants isn't called Peggy Pea Pants for nothing. She will wee in the house occasionally if she's not gone out at the right time, la la la. And she barks a lot. And that's just tough luck. You know, she's a barker. It drives us mad. She is she, who she is. We've just got to love her for who she is. So, you know, you, you've got to accept the dog that you get. Then you've got to love them no, no matter what. Exactly. No matter what. Exactly. So, obviously, I really love to mention your um, the charity that you were involved with a few years ago that raised, which is a staggering amount, over yes. a million pounds. Yes. UK charities. Yes. Quick well, I used to, then I don't work there anymore. It was something that we did, a very small team of us, we did for several years. And we rate, yeah, over a million pounds for registered UK charities. So you're talking about, um, you know, it's we amazing. worked with people like um, East Anglian Children's Hospices, so many charities. So one of the things we did, it was a wonderful time. I'm, and I, We did it for about 10 years. We used to sell celebrities belongings items they didn't want anymore didn't need anymore and then we used to auction them for which whichever charity they wanted it to go to which we used to do that and also we used to um host charity uh celebrity football matches for charity so you, and they were all over the newspapers we'd have people like some of the people from eastenders and some of the guys from coronation street people from some from bo- some boy bands and stuff like that and they would turn up and they would just, give, you know, give us their Saturday, come up and put their boots on and raise money for charity. It was absolutely wonderful. All the money that went through the gate went direct to that charity. It was absolutely wonderful. So, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I learned so much about, you know, so many amazing charities. And and that just changed me. Uh, before I had that, before I did that, I was running a shop in Norwich, you know, my own little shop. And we went on to sort of, they needed somebody to manage this sort of small company that was making money for charities. Um, and ever since then, it's just opened my eyes to the amazing work that, that charities do and how they bridge the gap. You know, they, they often fill in a service that there's services lacking and you have someone so passionate that started a charity because they saw that a service was lacking or they've been touched by something, an illness or or something has touched them enough to make them start a charity to make a difference. So to, to work with all of those people and then to see the outcomes of it was amazing. And then I have to say, having our daughter, who is a very complex little child, we have actually had so much support from charities as well, from places like the National Autistic Societies, amazing charities around here, Break Charity, Ormiston Families, some um, Benjamin Foundation, there's some amazing charities around here that just fill that little gap between education and mental health, education and, and that child's welfare, they are incredible. So I sort of, you know, made a, not a deal with myself, but it's ingrained in me now that whatever I do, that sounds a bit cheesy, doesn't it? But whatever I do, there's got to be a charity element to it because I've I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, yeah but it changes, yeah. exactly. It changes yes. your perspective on yes. life and what's important and yes. who needs support. And until you're in that situation or you've come across someone who, or someone close to you has been through something where you've needed that support, you're probably you know, blissfully unaware that these yes. places even exist. So tell us about the animal charity that you're... Ah, well, really and I literally about. went to this one the other day, so I love this animal charity. Both our guinea girls are from there and it's an animal sanctuary close to me. I love it because they have domestic animals that, you know, pets that people unfortunately can't keep at home anymore. It doesn't work. So they will take those animals on and then rehome them to to a, a new loving home, if you like. So that's where we get our guinea girls from. They also have 
rescue cases as well. So you've got this sort of domestic pets, you know, dogs, cats, hamsters, guinea pigs, <laughs> lizards, anything, pet snake, rodents, anything that's been in someone's home and for whatever reason, you know, neglect, um, um, you know, abuse, whatever, they will take them in and rehab them and rehome them. And what does PACT, PACT stand oh, for? It's, you know, I should, it's people and animals, community, tr- together. I don't want to, I don't want to even guess, but it sounds, it's something like people and animals together. That, that's, that, that's where it is. But it's called, P-A-C-T is what it's kind of called. The website is pactsanctuary.org. And I just, I love the place. They have dogs, they have cats, and they are quite worried about post-COVID they're already quite worried about they're expecting a lot of phone calls because people have got dogs, I think, in lockdown. What happens when we go out of lockdown? You've got to go back to work, you go back to school, you go back to college. You know, um, so they're already, yeah. yeah, they're worried. They're already worried. So they need our money more than ever, I think, ready for that. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you so much for mentioning them. And obviously anybody who wants to go yes. and check their website out and support them, uh, please do. That would be very, very, very grateful, I'm sure. Um, okay, so back to dogs. Any plans for any more dogs very soon, or are you happy as oh. you are at the moment? We, we well, uh, Peggy P. Pants, Agnes, cover your ears, Agnes. Peggy P. Pants is Agnes's replacement because I couldn't bear to be without a dog. Yeah. So, yeah, so no yeah. plans at the moment. We've got our hands full with our daughter at the moment. She's coming into puberty. She's she yeah. is a fizz bomb. Very challenging at the moment. So, yeah, I don't think I could cope with another mouth to feed. But No. Or any breed of dog that you've always, always wanted to have or you particularly really love, but obviously not necessarily right for your home environment right oh, now. Oh, I do, I, do like, I do like a whippet, I do. But, do you, know, do you know, our daughter's going into a residential school where she'll come home for school holidays and, and weekends and things like that. Our son's going off to uni, so it'll be Scott and I again. And... Um, and then I think we, and then I think we could, uh, you know, rehome a dog. Then I think so. Then yeah, I think that's where sure. we'll go next time. That's where we'll go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you, Karina, so much for all your valuable dog <laughs> dog chat and obviously the sort of inside info into your life. The Peggy P pants has just intrigued me from day one of following you. Um, so I, you know, I connected with you on Instagram primarily because of dogs. That's what what draws me to people. I think, you know, I, like you, maybe I don't know. I'm always drawn to people. People who have dogs, yeah. I'm drawn to because I think they, they've got to be really nice people because they've got a dog and they love a dog. And I am really, really soppy about dogs, 100%. Someone showed me a, I do love babies, but if someone showed me a puppy dog or a newborn baby, um, cover your ears, Dawn, producer Dawn, because um, she's just got a lovely newborn baby. Um, who's very cute, but if someone had me a little puppy, I do melt more than I do looking at me a too. newborn baby. And, you know, say, there's something, you know, when me. you walk your dog, and you are talking earlier about they make you exercise, rain or shine, and they, they make you stay social as well, dogs. You go out for a walk. You always nod and a wink. Oh, and, yeah. you know, our daughter is on the spectrum, so she's very, very... Um, you know, very, very boundary, black and white. There's no grey area with her. She's, you know, clear cut. And we had this years ago, you know, we've always been talking about you don't talk to strangers. One of her fundamental issues that she cannot get her head around, bless her, is that when you go out with your dog, you talk to strangers. You do talk to other strangers that have got dogs, don't you? Yeah. But you, you talk do. to I the know. dog. You talk to I the know. dog and about the dog. And you know that person's inside I know. life story. <laughs> I know, but you... Through the dog. And that's partly why I, I started this podcast. I thought it was brilliant. People talk about their dogs and love to talk about their dogs. So let's get some people on 
find out all the juicy gossip, what goes know, on behind the you, scenes. You walk the dog to dog. the you walk your, your dog to the park with your you know on the spectrum child, and then go and talk to strangers with dogs and try and explain to them why you trust someone with a dog enough to talk to them than someone who hasn't got a dog. It's really complicated, but we do. We always nod, wink, smile, oh, pass the time of day. Dogs are amazing things, aren't they? Thank you so much, um, Karina, for being on the podcast today and telling us all about your lovely dogs, Agnes and Peggy <laughs> Pee Pants, full title. And uh, we look forward to more stories and more videos of them on your Instagram. Oh, thank you for having me, Susie. Thank you. And that is all for this episode of Top Dogs and Their Humans. Make sure you join in the conversation online. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Live and at Top Dogs and the Humans or use the hashtag TDATH, T-D-A-T-H. If you can subscribe, rate and review, it really helps bring more people to our podcast. And so does telling a friend about us. Or how about someone you've met while out walking your dog? I'll be back next time with another great guest. But until then... Keep those top dog tails wagging. (coughs) Top Dogs and Their Humans is produced by Birdline Media.